You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White. I am so excited today with me. I have in the studio none other than the man himself, Mohammed Fahim. This is a gentleman that has done so much. He's helped so many people, and he's here today with us to share some nuggets, to get some information, and also to give you some inspiration. Let me tell you a little bit about my friend. Mr. Muhammad is a nationally known motivational speaker and workforce development professional. After starting and running several successful businesses, including construction, web development, and business consulting to attract foreign direct investments in Houston, he took an early retirement and moved to Chicago in 2001, the Windy City. Yes, he's right here with us today. And with a master's degree in communication and journalism, he also produced and anchored the International News Hour and a call-in talk radio show. In Chicago, he did not stay retired for very long because he started a cable television show focusing on helping people find jobs and state resources for the Chicago Heights as a director of business employer solutions and corporate relations. We're going to talk a little bit about that, get into some of these programs, how he's helping people, making a difference, being a man of action. While at Illinois Workforce, Muhammad worked with his team to pioneer and launch a number of programs for veterans, youth at risk, boomers, job seekers of all ages, and re-entry programs, which received national attention as Beck's practices in the workforce development. We're just going to go on and on and on talking about this great man. He's got a resume that is just a lot of people would just die for the things that he's done. But we're just going to jump right in here and talk to him, get to know the man behind all of these acclaims that we were just talking about. Welcome to the show, Mr. Muhammad. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, and welcome yourself to the show <laughs> over here, okay? Uh, I, I, I was thinking more about what you were saying. It's not so much about me. Mm. It's uh, always been, what can I do to make a difference? Mm. I mean, especially uh, coming in as an immigrant into the country. Yeah. Uh, I faced challenges in the beginning. Mm. Right, huge challenges. And uh, after having been here for about 40 years now, okay, it's time to give back. And that has always been in the back of my mind. Mm. What can I do to make a difference? Yeah. Mm. The country has been so good to me and my family, right? Okay. But in the beginning, there were challenges. Mm. Now, I came in after having worked for an American company overseas as a marketing manager. Okay. Okay. I come back in, uh, I got married in 83. Okay. And uh, my wife didn't want to stay. We were actually working in Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. For Allied Signals at that time. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, we are gonna go back. And when you first get married, you tend to listen, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, uh, came back to Chicago. Okay. And nobody would hire me. Interesting. Yeah, that uh, especially for immigrants, that's a huge mm -hmm. challenge because mm -hmm. 
the first thing out of their mouth was oh you don't have american work experience wow wow no what does that mean mm. it took me quite some time mm-hmm. to understand the differences between working overseas and working in america yeah it's a big difference uh, and in fact yeah. when i started working at uh, illinois worknet mm-hmm. i set up a program for new immigrants as <laughs> how to get integrated into the american workforce mm, that's smart uh, based on the you know experience the experiences that i had yeah yeah uh, but my first job mm-hmm. after having three college degrees Wow. And working mm-hmm. in a senior position as the marketing manager, my first job in America mm-hmm. was washing windows wow. in Woodfield Mall. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Hey, wow. I to, took it because, uh, yeah. you know, I had to do something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my second job, and that was the only job that I've ever been fired from, <laughs> wow. was working in security. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that was uh, I got me a uniform and everything <laughs> and they they asked me to go do security at a construction site at night. Oh. So it's 2 o'clock at night and I'm sitting there in my car I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Then guy comes and knocks on my window. Yeah. Roll it down and uh, I said who are you? He says I'm the supervisor. You're fired. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now you know I I know that you with all of these challenges that you had you talked about being coming over here as an immigrant and starting out working in some of those difficulties. Mm-hmm. How did you find the courage to be a motivational speaker in your career because you know just getting through all of that would be enough but then you said hey i'm going to go and take this platform and inspire other people well life happens right mm-hmm. and so many things happened and then finally uh, i got a job mm-hmm. back in uh, you know we were selling medical equipment and all of that okay. so i got a job with a good company mm-hmm. third week on the job driving back home i get hit head on by an 18 wheeler Okay, there it goes. <laughs> the, the, the story turns around now. Yeah. And uh, I was so new in the country. Mm-hmm. I did not know how to file an insurance claim or anything. Mm. Uh, but I was basically unable to walk for a long time after mm. that. And uh, I had an uncle in Houston. Mm. And uh, he said, "Hey, why don't you move to Houston? I'll get you into rehab. The weather is nice." Yeah. Uh, Chicago cold is going to kill you. Mm. So somehow I made my way over okay uh, to Houston okay and uh, when I was undergoing this uh, physical rehab and all of that mm-hmm. I started looking around and talking to the doctors around me and I said doc you got so many beds over here which are empty yeah how do you guys market your services <laughs> and uh, they said hey you know we are doctors we are not into marketing i said well you're running a business so yeah. we started talking yeah yeah i said man you seem to know so much about marketing what was your background i said well mm-hmm. i was marketing manager for allied signals for oh. a while and you uh, know uh, i've got my college degrees blah 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 yeah, yeah. i said we'd love to hire you as a consultant mm. and uh, this was my first job okay So they said, uh, "Do you have a DBA?" I said, "I have no idea what a DBA means in this wow, country." Wow! <laughs> so they called their accountant over and said, okay. "Sir, if we hire you as a consultant, 
we can't write a check to you you got to have a doing business as yes, yes. Uh, how much money do you have in your pocket mm. i said i got 20 dollars mm. uh, he said give me 5 wow i gave him 5 he goes to harris county in houston brings back the paperwork and uh, it's a think of a business starting with the letter a because in those days the yellow pages were very used to oh, advertise right oh yeah yeah so we batted around a few names and uh, my first business was american business consulting <laughs> <laughs> it started with $5 yeah yeah and you think about uh, you know hear about starting a business on a shoestring yeah yeah i had no shoes even my my, my foot was hung up wow, <laughs> wow. strapped up wow so Uh, that is how the first business got started. So you so you started working just you know helping someone actually motivating yeah. them saying hey what about this what about that and they got excited. Yeah. Was there ever a time when you did a speech or you did something that you just it just gripped that audience? The people that you were talking to to the point where you know transformation was taking place. As I know over the years you've helped so many people and there's so many stories that I know we talked about a person yep. in the workforce development and <clears throat> Tell us about that story. Well, it's it's fascinating. So, uh when I started that first business, yeah. it, it actually, you know, after that I started American International Marketing and then Web Houston International, mm. started doing talk radio and all of those <laughs> things. Uh 46 I was ready to retire. Mm. And uh, my wife's family is here. Wow, wow. And uh, father-in-law had a heart attack, mother-in-law uh, was diagnosed with cancer and in, in our culture family comes first. Yeah, yeah. So overnight we basically sold everything, moved mm. back over here. Wow. And uh, somehow I got into starting that the local television show called The Employment Hour with a friend of mine Paul Cotillo. Mhm. That led to a job with the Illinois Worknet Center. Oh, okay. And uh, when I was working over there in Arlington Heights, mhm. I used to volunteer at the Schomburg Library. Three days a week in the evening, okay, to help people with their career planning and all that. Mm. And uh, fascinating story, like I told you about this one gentleman who yeah. walks in one day. Uh, I used to have forty-five minute sessions, and he walks in and says, "I don't think you can help me." Mm. Uh, what happened? He says, "Well, I just came out of prison, and uh, nobody would hire me. Mm. I've started drinking again. Uh, my wife is about to leave me." Mm. I don't think you can help me. Wow. I said, "Yeah, man, I don't think I can help you in 45 minutes. Why don't you come to my office tomorrow morning?" Yeah. So he walks into my office the next morning. I call one of my career counselors. Uh, his name was Fred and I said, "Fred, we need to help this guy." Mm. And we started working with him for about mm. a couple of weeks. Okay. And uh, in the third week he was gone. He didn't come. Oh, goodness. I'm like, "Okay, I don't know what happened." <laughs> Then three months later, this guy walks back into my office, mm-hmm. and my uh, security guard comes in because this was the you know Illinois Worknet Center, where yeah. it is co-located with IDES. Yeah. And um, you know we had security and everything. Yeah, right? you just can't walk in. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mama, there's this guy who wants to see you, man. He's kind of like a rough character. <laughs> just walked in off the street, so to speak, but yeah. you just can't get to you that so way. So I look out my window and I said, "Yeah, guy looks familiar." bring him in so the guy comes in picks me up in a bear hug and says remember me i go yeah kind of <laughs> okay 
And he says, man, I came to thank you. I found a job after everything. Wow. And uh, he told me his story, fascinating story. I mm. pulled out my little camera. Oh my. And I said, do you mind talking into the camera on this? Yes. So I got that story. Wow, wow. And uh, he said, I found this job. Mm. I was so confident I will get it with mm. all the you know instructions mm -hmm. that you guys gave me. Mm -hmm. that before I went home, I knew I was going to get it. What was one of the most difficult times during that time, working with individuals like that, um, they want to give up on themselves, and then you just lend that extra hand. You pull them back off of the ledge. What was the most difficult for you helping people? Sometimes they don't really want to help themselves, but you're just putting the olive leaf out there. Just, I can help you. I'm going to try. And sometimes it's not a success story. So for you, what was that? Well, you know, uh, I, I have been very fortunate in that respect. Mm -hmm. There have been a lot of success stories. Mm. Now, some people just don't want to be helped. That's the point, yeah. Okay, yeah. they give up. Uh, I started a series of workshop programs. Mm -hmm. Again, um, the the story behind that was I was volunteering at the Buffalo Grove United Methodist Church on a weekend. Okay. Uh, because I took my job seven days a week. Mm. It was not a job for me. Okay? It okay. was a calling. Yes, yes. So Saturday afternoon, I'm at the Buffalo Grove United Methodist Church. This is mm -hmm. 2008 when the economy was collapsing like yeah. crazy. Real estate, everything yep. was. Yeah. We had, uh, yeah. uh, you know, lines going around the block on the unemployment mm -hmm. office. Help. Yeah, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, mm -hmm. they were cutting our budgets. The wow. demand was going up for our services, That's and we did not have enough staff. That's interesting. Yeah. So when I'm volunteering at this church for a community resources fair, I started asking, I said, man, I wish we could get some volunteers in, a, in my office. And uh, Monday morning, eight people walk in into my office. saying, hey, Mohammed, how can we help you? I'm like, guys, why are you not at work? <laughs> oh, we've been laid off. We cannot find employment. And yeah. uh, they started talking to me yeah. about everything Going on. possible that they could not find work. Wow. Now, my job was the director of business employer solutions and corporate relations, right? So mm. their job was to help employers find, People train, qualified. retain yeah. employees. Yeah. And I was hearing something totally different from the employers. Hmm. They were telling me we cannot find good employees. Wow. So there was a disconnect. And I told these guys, I said, you know what? Give me a couple of days. Okay. Let me put my marketing hat on mm -hmm. and look at it as a, you know, a problem that needs to be solved. Hmm. So two days later, I called them back and I said, guys, I got some ideas. I've got these things that I'm putting down. First off, I don't think that you are doing your job search right. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Uh, the market had changed. Yeah. Monster career builder had come in in those days. And everything was shifting from paper applications to applying online. Yeah. And there was a different, uh, you different know. Different time. Just different time. time. Yeah. And yeah. people were not trained for that. Mm. And unfortunately, when people get laid off, uh, they do get some assistance from different programs. Yeah. But most of those people were not trained as to what the market was doing. Mm. Okay, so there was a disconnect. Uh, yeah. So I put together this program on job search techniques resume writing, interviewing. Wow. 
sat down and presented it to them they said no one ever told us this wow we have been to many churches we have been to you know wow. programs no one told us this mm. says okay guys here's the deal mm. i can teach you i can guide you but can you help me present these programs to other people oh and uh, yeah. yeah so they signed on yeah and we started presenting these workshops in shamburg like and our office in Arlington Heights the state unemployment office mm. which is now moved okay and uh, 30 days later five of those people come back to me and says why well, we can't do this any longer well, what happened mm. we found jobs <laughs> okay <laughs> really what worked for you wow wow and they started telling me what worked for them yeah yeah so that program was mm. so dynamic Yeah. Uh, I added one more module to it on mm-hmm. goal setting. Goal. Oh, that was important. Okay. That's important. That's We talked about smart goals and all of that. Wow. And uh, that program eventually I had 400 volunteers that we trained. Mm. Who wow. would come in and cycle out of the system. They would find a job within 90 days. That was our guarantee. Oh my. And uh, over 20,000 people. Mm. have been presented with those workshops. Now, what was one of the biz- biggest risk you would say because taking a chance like that on some people, um you're putting yourself out there, you're talking to these potential employers, you're putting in a lot of time, a lot of energy, mm-hmm. your time, talent and treasure into this. What was one of your big biggest risk at that time that was just pretty much evident because You know, my my you know, my my biggest risk, I wouldn't call it a risk, I would mm. call it a challenge. Okay, okay. And here's the unfortunate side of the workforce system. Mm. The program is so siloed. Like my programming, my mm. funding was coming from Northern Cook County. Okay, okay. Okay. I could not go and present this even though the program was recognized as the best practice at the national level. Hmm. The other counties would not mm. adopt it locally. Mm. Cuz the the ego kicks in like, oh, we oh. got our own programs, man. Oh. You don't need to teach us. Oh. That yeah. was challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One of the fundamental things that you started off asking me, you know, why are people uh, not motivated enough? You yeah. put your own barriers in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is, uh yeah. you know, uh my my accent is this or my color is this or my height is this my right. weight is They this. They won't hire me. Incarceration. People yeah. been, you know, former you know, the, the employer yeah. does not care. Mm. They look for somebody who can come in and do the job. Mm. Do okay. you have the skills for my job? Yeah. Not? Yeah. You know yeah. in uh, in interviewing uh, mm. and I know, I know that we are kind of going off the subject a little yeah. bit. But uh, three things make the hiring decisions in an interview. Okay. Take a guess. Okay, I'll, I'll give you the three things. Okay. The answers to the questions. Okay. Mm. Obviously. The other thing is how sincere are you? Mm. How do you sound? Wow. If you don't sound sincere, the employer is going to pick up on it. Wow. Interesting. That's okay. interesting. Mm. And of course, you got to have the personality for the job, right? Yeah. Most yeah. people stress out over the over the answers. Mm. Now, as a job seeker, you have to remember this. In today's world, mm-hmm. with all these software programs going through your resumes and everything, mm-hmm. right? The employer pretty much 
knows who you are inside out mm. so when you get a call for an interview uh they are trying to see if you're going to be a good fit for their team or not that's the key that's the key that is the key <laughs> yeah okay mm. and uh, if you can pass that test mm. you will get the job mm. nothing else matters to the employer matter than employer myself i mean i would i would not look at somebody who's black blue green yellow right incarcerated whatever whatever Just, yeah, can they do yeah. the job or not <clears throat> talking of incarceration let's come back to that the bonding program <laughs> okay uh you know most folks are not aware mm-hmm. that the illinois department of employment security actually puts up a bond for an employer anywhere from $5,000 mm-hmm. up to $25,000. Now does that matter the 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 thing that they were um incarcerated for or the t- amount of time that they spent or it's just It doesn't matter. Just wow, it's it interesting. It does no questions asked. Wow. There is no cost to the employer. Hmm. And uh, again, unfortunately, the state has these programs. They people don't do have a know. marketing bone to let people know about these wow. programs. Wow. That's interesting. That 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 is just mind-boggling because there's so, so many people. So you talk about challenges. That is a challenge. People get out and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go and these and they're not and the people that have the programs aren't mm-hmm. really promoting it as much unless you walk into their door. Then they say we have this available. We have this help available. So it's an education piece. Absolutely. And would you say that is more valuable to have the education or the or experience? um because a lot of people do have experience and a lot of people have the education and you know it's one or the other a lot of times what okay. what's more important to you from the education a, or the from experience from from a job seeker point of view yeah, yeah. again the employer of today mm-hmm. is looking to see if you have the skills for my job or not okay it doesn't matter if you have got 20 years experience mm. if you don't know how to run my gizmo like in your studio over here yeah, right yeah 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 Michael here does mm. not know how to do digital programming. Mm. If he has 20 years experience in marketing and advertising, he right. will have a job. Right, right. Automatically got a job. Oh, wow. And uh, he's just giving us a hard time. I said, mm-hmm. okay, send him over to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And guy sets up an appointment, walks in, you know, six feet, two inches tall, and here's this short little brown guy sitting <laughs> over. <laughs> and I look at him and I say, okay, Tell me about yourself. What is happening? This is man. You guys have been no help. That's really. Uh, and what is your background, sir? You got. I got an MBA in marketing. I've got twenty-three years experience in marketing. I said, wow. then why the heck have you not been able to market yourself into a job? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That kind of cooled him down. Yeah. Yeah. I said, okay, sit down. Let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. I said, what do you know about marketing? Yeah. And he started telling me about what he knows about marketing. Now there is a tool out there that I use frequently. It is called as the Onet. I okay. don't know if you have ever heard of that or not. Onet, okay. Yeah. So Onet is a program mm-hmm. that has input from today's employers as to what jobs are out there mm-hmm. and what are the skills associated with those jobs. Okay. Okay. That's an important so the, resource, yeah. Yeah. So the job title might be mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. but the employer is putting in the skills that they are requiring oh, for their job. Okay. So I pulled mm-hmm. up the owner program and I go in and I put, you know, marketing manager, vice mm-hmm. president. Mm-hmm. 
and I came up with the list of skills. Wow. And he looks at those and he goes, God, I don't have any of those. Wow. That's interesting. So I said, That's interesting. then why do you think an employer is going to hire you? Mm -hmm. You need to take a step back and here's what I want you to do. Yeah. Okay. I said, go online, mm -hmm. take those skills mm -hmm. and at least learn what those skills are. You don't have to be an expert, mm. but your experience, your skill is managing people. Mm. Wow, that's interesting. So yeah. the next time you apply for a job, mm -hmm. tell them that I've got 23 years experience as a senior manager, mm -hmm. managing people with marketing skills. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, I know that today's mark requires this, this, this skills. Yeah, yeah. And uh, believe it or not, in 15 days, mm. he was hired as a vice president at Shore Corporation. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know if it's still there or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to sit back and take a look and see what am I good at? Mm, wow. You know, it's so interesting. You know, the things that you, you've mentioned, some of the programs and things like that, the people you've helped, mm -hmm. what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned over the years? Because there's, you just have a multifaceted amount of information and programs and things. But what are some of the biggest this. lessons that you have learned that have helped you to just kind of coast on through and to be able to be that catalyst to be able to help others because it's got to be yeah. some kind of sustaining the <laughs> <laughs> superpower or something yeah, you know no, no, it's, 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 it, and again it's it's about constantly learning oh, okay. i'm constantly learning also okay so when okay. you when you okay. when you're in a job you mm -hmm. need to be the best of the best mm. okay okay and learn constantly so mm. if Ever There's learning. To just, be, it's, it's ever learning because okay, knowledge okay. is so much around us now. You don't wow. have to. Uh, I'll tell you another one. I mean, I'm not going to name names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got invited to one of these colleges that have an executive MBA program mm. to talk to their students. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I walk in there and I see all these middle-aged people sitting there yeah. hoping that an executive MBA is going to be the key. No speaker, yeah. For those success, right? Mm -hmm. And I let him. Straight out, I said, listen, guys, you would be better off using the money that you're paying <laughs> to go launch a business. Wow. <laughs> this wow. this wow. executive wow. MBA wow. is wow. not going to do anything for your career. Wow. Uh, that college never invited me back. I don't know why. <laughs> Okay. You know, you're speaking of college and, and you yeah. have a you have a degree in journalism and, and communications yeah. and things like that. What are some of the critical changes that you think that are effective for us to go into the future? Because People are being silenced, there's cancel culture, all of these things. And when you went through your training and, and all of that journalism years ago, it was different than it is now. Oh, but what are some things that can help us to have effective change in communications and journalism nowadays? Because people are kind of like not wanting to go into this industry because well, they're afraid. The, the, the journalism part of it is now anybody with a camera is a journalist. That's true, that's okay. very true, yeah, yeah. Uh, print journalism, Good point. we Good have point. all seen what is happening with print journalism. Yes, yes, Okay. yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, along with everybody having a camera, if you don't have the mm. proper training, mm. you're not going to be an effective communicator, okay? Wow, uh, wow. Coming back to mm -hmm. what we were talking about, mm -hmm about the re-entry program. Yes, yes. There is another program called the WOTC program, W-O-T-C. Okay. Okay, okay. Work Opportunity Tax Credits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now these are tax credits that an employer can get 
for hiring people who are formerly incarcerated. Yes, yes. The tax credit for hiring people who are on the TANF program or the SNAP, uh, SNAP program. Wow, wow, wow. And those tax credits could be anywhere from $2,400 up to $9,600 for an employer. Mm. That is amazing. Yeah, and it, people want more information on that. They are welcome to call me. If employers want more information, I'll be happy to you know, yeah. consult with them. Yeah. You know, guide them towards these resources. Right, right. Uh, we don't necessarily have to raise taxes and raise more money to do anything. To do them. anything, we have got the money already. Wow, what motivates you, Muhammad? Because you're such a heart-centered messenger. What motivates you? Because people, you know, get paid to do help people, but you just seem to go almost out of your way <laughs> to <laughs> to to really help and and reach out to help people. What I don't know, Sheila. You? I don't know. I mean, like a said when when i had that accident it mm. was an epiphany basically you know life can end at the any change. any yeah. second yes yes and uh when i die i'm going to be held accountable for my actions mm. what did i do with the gifts that god had given me yeah yeah so this knowledge this information that i have yeah. is a gift it's if a i don't gift. share it I wow. can't take it with me. You can't take it with you. You know, what do you, what would you like to give your talent and time and treasures to now moving forward at this stage in your life? You keep talking about retirement, but you're not retired, you're refired. <laughs> in life you're refired. What what would you like to give your time, talent and treasures to most now because yeah. it's not about a job anymore. As you said, it's about helping and there's always new frontiers Absolutely. To, to take uh, on. I, I want to see if I can get into, you know, some of the public service aspect of it. Okay. You know, uh, get elected into some of the offices, maybe, mm. you know, mm. run for, for Congress one day. Okay. Uh, see if I can make a difference because policies are made at the congressional level. Yes. Right? Yes, that's true. That's and true. Uh, most of the time what I'm seeing is uh, these people are constantly fighting with each other. Mm. Okay. Uh, wow. They wow. are not writing laws for us. They are writing laws for the people who are putting them into office. That's true. Lobbyists and yeah, it the just lobbyists goes, yeah. and others. It's crazy. It's and, really crazy. Uh, that is something that I would like to do to give back okay. again okay. Uh, at a higher level. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What's next for you? We know you talked about public <laughs> office. Um, I mean, you could leave, leave the studio and a whole another proposition could come up <laughs> and you'd be taking it running. What would no. you, besides running for office, um, what would you say is the, next for you? The, the next couple of years, yes. I want to focus on getting our returning veterans back into employment. Okay. okay. Getting our youth at risk. Mm -hmm into programs that would, uh, again, make a productive living for them. Mm. Uh, those are the things that I want to focus on for the next couple of years. Wow, yeah. that's that's amazing. You're awesome, you are, you. you are awesome. How can our audience get in contact with you because of the programs you mentioned, um, they're so numerous, the different types of programs, at Bruce, yeah. Boomers, Incarcerate, all of these. How can our audience get in contact with you to get more information or to hire you as a public speaker? <laughs> I mean, as a motivational speaker because you know, you're doing it all, you're doing it all. Well, let me, let me tell about the hire part of it. Okay. If someone wants me to come and speak, Please reach out. I mean, mm -hmm. it's about giving back. Yes. Okay. It's not yes. about uh, me having to make some money. Yeah. Yeah. As a public speaker. Yes. Okay. Yes. The consulting part of it, employers mm -hmm. are more than more than welcome to go out to my website, which okay. is the Center for Strategic Solutions. Hmm. So it's cfss.us. Okay. And uh, you can reach out to me, and 
more than welcome to call me text me my number is 6303450202 and uh, please text me before you call me because i don't pick up unknown numbers <laughs> Folks, we're just about out of time. <laughs> we want to thank Muhammad Fahim for being our special guest today. Um, we want to thank you for listening. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, we want you to visit our website at www.road2eternity.net. Mr. Muhammad's information will be on our website as well as how to get a hold of him. Um, we want you to tell someone about these programs. There's so many programs out there. People need help. We want you to be able to tell a friend, share this information with someone so that they can get the help that they need and so that this could be a better place for all of us. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.